0: Hey, what's up? It's Peter Rosenberg, uh, ESPN, WWE, Hot 97, all that stuff. I'm live from New York City right now. I'm hanging with Bear the Dog. and You're not listening to the worst podcast, but at the same time, it's not the best podcast. No, no, literally, you're listening to not the best podcast, all right? Talking about real-life issues, real-life things, real talk, real people, all right? Not the best podcast. I'm Peter Rosenberg. Peace. Welcome to the podcast. It's not the best podcast, but the expectations in the name. So you can't say we didn't warn you alongside Nolo and Reg, it's me, the (laughs)
1: D.I.Z. Every time he says it, I feel like I stepped on a landmine.
0: (laughs) You know what, guys? I'm starting to feel
1: like Beyonce right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I might have to go solo. Ever since he learned, ever since he learned how to uh, uh, edit, he changed. <laughs> He's different now. That's how it works, right? Yeah. All right. I mean, we gotta keep our eye on him. Mm. Mhm. Yeah. Okay, B. We okay. got a deuce hive
0: for sure. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, so when we originally decided to create this podcast, um, one of the things that we wanted to do was to be able to provide the listeners with, um, you know, some good, healthy information, something that they could take and apply to their lives. Um, that would be beneficial. So on today's show, I'd like to welcome our guest, Mr. Conlon Mo, financial services professional and licensed agent.
2: Did I get that correct? Yes, sir. Because I (laughs) I practice that. (laughs) Let me know what the D-I-Z is. (laughs) The (laughs) (laughs) D-I-Z. Is that uh, a credential or M- something? I don't the, know. This is the M-O-E. It it's, it's like a playoff,
0: like the D-O-C. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah man. So, uh, you know, what, what I'm beginning to notice is that, like, a lot of people on, you know, Facebook and, like, Instagram, they're, you know, promoting um, these uh, alternative ways of producing income, whether it be through real estate, whether it be through, you know, other financial products and you know a lot of them show you like what they're doing right they're showing you oh we're in this home we are flipping it blah, blah 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 or you know they're showing you these checks and they're showing you, you know, all these things that, that are that they're doing that are great but at the same time no one's showing you or telling you how to do it so in my mind you know having you know conlin on the show uh, was an, an opportunity for us to kind of get an understanding of how we can use um certain products particularly in the insurance realm to kind of build wealth and financial independence so that's really the purpose of having you here on the show today yeah okay yeah you want to give us a little bit about your know, your background and
2: okay. all right you know. uh first i'd like to say that yeah, you, did, you did a show like two weeks ago or uh, two shows ago and you kind of said everything i was going to say somewhat mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my bad Stole the shine like, uh, like, I mean, yeah all right but hmm uh, anyway, so my name is Conlon Moe. I am a uh, financial service professional licensed agent. I work with New York Life Insurance Company. New York Life's been around for 175 years. Uh, their thing is that they've they've been able to pay a dividend to their clients, or, uh, to their policyholders that have dividends for 166 of those, 175. Uh, actually, 167. New York Life is a mutual insurance company, which means they don't have stock Holders, the stockholders in a sense are the policyholders that get dividends. So the, instead of you paying a dividend to a stockholder, you pay a dividend to the policyholders that have those policies. All right, me, I am. Uh, I've been working with New York Life for. Uh, this is actually my second year there. Uh, I had worked at uh, a major communications company that starts with a V, a Z, a V, 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 v for over 29 years. And uh, I started investing in the 90s. have some horror stories of good and bad. One, one of the things I like to do with people is, just, you know, I give you what I did wrong so that you don't mm-hmm. do that. You know, uh, one of the things I see people doing wrong right now, especially younger folks, is they're buying stuff on margin. That is the road to hell, because at some point you will overdo it and they will sell all of your stuff to cover your margin. And you will not be happy because they sell what they want. They don't sell what you want. <laughs> okay, so mm. that's something to so, look at with that. Uh, with people, the Robin Hood and stuff like that. Uh, oh, so
1: so can you explain can, that can a little you, bit? Can more? you? Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say it for the layman, right? That says all right, I heard Conlon on the show say, you know, spitting their margin. Um, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. All right, so, when, so when you when you
2: when you open a stock account, right, or a brokerage account, a regular brokerage account, uh, you have. The ability with certain stocks to borrow against them, uh, usually fifty percent is the regular. But certain platforms, and I'm I mean, I'm guessing Robinhood because I have I don't have Robinhood. I believe okay. Robinhood lets you do a little bit more than fifty percent. So what that means I is that hear a lot about Robinhood. Yeah, so, I hear a lot about Robinhood. Yeah, so so that means if you have. Uh, like $1,000 in stock, you can borrow $500, right? So you can borrow the $500 to buy an additional stock. Your plan is you buy that stock, that stock increases in value, then you would sell it at the higher value, pay back your loan, and then you have the excess as cash to do something else with, right? Or you just keep keep that cycle going. Now, what, what happens is, uh, what happened in my case, for instance, is that you, you start to get enamored with the paper profits. Because remember, profits in an account that you haven't realized are paper profits. They're not real money yet until you actually take it out. So, you know, the stock market has ups and downs. There'll be times when it's high. There'll be times when it's low. Mm -hmm. And when you're on margin, when it's high, you're the the champ, right? When it's Mm -hmm. low, then Robinhood or Schwab or Fidelity or whoever, Ameritrade, they're going to say, look, hey, you can only borrow 50%. You are at 70% or 60%. You need to pay us X amount of money tomorrow, within three days, right? Which which is the the standard clearing rate. You have three business days to pay them. If you do not pay them, they start selling what they want to cover that difference, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you know that did happen to me at one time when I was because uh, I had paper profits and the stock market mm-hmm. went, and then I, you know had to, they they sold stuff. So now when I invest, I do not use margin at all. You know, if I don't have the cash, I don't buy it. If I have the cash, I buy it. Uh, but I, I don't use margin at all because uh, the use of margin partially partially led to the collapse in 1929 because a lot of people were in the stock market borrowing money to buy stocks. And then when they crashed, they had no money to pay. And then there was also no buyers because everybody had to sell at the same time. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people had to sell at the same time. And the buyers were limited and they could buy everything for nothing because they were, they were only a few buyers. So that's that's that's, a, that's a, the lesson to learn about margin. But in terms of insurance, I'll start with the children. Uh, when a child is born, they can be insured 14 days, I believe, 14 days after birth, right? Uh, in certain states, in New York, for instance, if the child is under four and a half years old, the parents have to have four times the insurance of the child. That's not the same in other states. Other states it's uh, usually the same. Right, but New York is different. Uh, If the child is over four and a half in New York, the parents have to have double what they're getting. Again, in other states, it's just you just have to have the same or more. So why would you want to insure a child? Because we all, at least people of my age, remember that people are always given that let's get a Gerber policy. It's like a ten thousand dollar policy a fifty thousand dollar (laughs) policy on the baby, and you pay this policy, and you know it's ten thousand dollars or whatever. But that those policies don't have the the value that if you put if you're gonna spend you know a couple of dollars on a Gerber policy if you spend let's say hundred and seventy five dollars on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar insurance policy on that child what does that give you it gives you the ability to create cash value that you can use. For that child down the road, you can partially fund college with it. I wouldn't say it's a college funding vehicle. I'm not going to say that because a 529 plan is more of a college funding vehicle because that's dedicated for that. But you can use it to fund college depending on the amount of how big the policy is. Or you could use it for something else. You can use it for their wedding. You can use it if they want to buy a house. You can use it if they want to start a business. I did a quick example. I have it on my screen right here. I did a quick quote. like if For a two-year-old, I believe some of you have two-year-olds, (laughs) <laughs> for a 2 year old. He uh, said some of us. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he said there could be a future anyway. anyway. <laughs> oh man. Nah, anyway, uh, it's the right, but, uh, if if for a let's say a $250,000 policy, right? With a 20 year pay. So that means that after the year after year 20, this policy's paid off, right? Done. All right. So that's so that would be like $176 and change a, a month. And uh, after ten years, the policy has fourteen thousand eight ninety eight, and the death benefit is two seventy four. And after twenty years, now this is when the policy is paid off. It has forty seven thousand dollars, it, and it, the death benefit is three sixty seven. So at year twenty, if uh, you, you let's say you are the owner and you have said, you know, I'm going to sign this policy over to said child, who, who is now twenty two years old. However, I want them to keep the death benefit for now. I'm gonna pull out what I put in. You can now withdraw from this policy the uh, forty-two thousand. I think it's three hundred and sixty that you, may, you put in, and the, ca- the, the cash value will still be around five thousand. It's gonna drop the death benefit back to about two hundred and fifty-five, and then the policy will just continue to grow again. Right now, that child can borrow against this policy and use it like a bank. You know, you use it like their own bank. So they'll borrow against it, pay it back, borrow against it. They can keep redoing that and doing that and doing that as long as they're alive and as long as the policy has money to borrow again. They can miss a payment. Unlike you, if you took a regular loan, you can miss a payment. You could pay more or less in a given month. You could pay it off when you want, if you have that, or or you can pay smaller payments. That's the beauty of having your own bank. Or you can not pay it off at all. Oh, you could not, but with, <laughs> you, if you don't, you're reducing your death benefit by right. the amount that you haven't paid off. So, right. so and uh, yeah, so I realize if you're 22, you know, the loan, you're, the insurance company does charge you an interest rate. Mm-hmm. So uh, you do have the interest rate and the insurance company uh, also pays a dividend. So you your, your net interest is the, is the difference between whatever the dividend pays and the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the insurance I mean, the interest rate on the policy. So I'll say you you never can say to a client that you have a dividend rate of X percent. It'll work out to that. It'll work out to maybe three to 4%, but it's it's not a guaranteed 3% or 4%, right? So your net interest will probably be between one, you know, let's say two and a half to 3% that you're paying on whatever loan you take after you subtract the dividend that they're giving back to you. Okay. And I think what know, makes so. it
0: significant is mm-hmm. that, you know, if if you're saving right for a rainy day or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. um, if you're putting your money in a bank, a savings account, at best, I think you're getting one percent return.
2: No, in the ba- you're getting less than that. You're getting 20. like pi zero something <laughs> unless you have a big account. Unless you have like mm-hmm. a like a like hundred thousand, then you might mm-hmm. get more than that. You'll get more than that because you have a hundred thousand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so so I guess my point is, is that if if, if you are investing in one of these products, uh, mm-hmm. and you're using it essentially the same way you would use a savings account, you're getting a better return on it. that, you is are. that correct.
2: Yeah, you, sure. you you are you could and you could view it that you could view it that way because mm-hmm. a life insurance policy, uh, a regular life insurance, a regular whole life policy can be viewed similar to investing in a bond in a bond mm-hmm. fund in a sense, right? Because uh, it's similar returns because bond funds usually return three to seven percent depending on the type of bonds that are in the fund uh and but the the beauty of the insurance policy is that it is it is a guaranteed product they you know it's guaranteed by that insurance company right if you get if you get a regular whole life there's other types of whole life that work in the stock market that's that's different but a regular whole life policy is guaranteed by the insurance company so with with bonds uh, depending on who the bond, who's putting out the bond, you know, Enron put out bonds, they're out of business. You know, <laughs> American Airlines has bonds out there. They're not necessarily worth much right now because who knows what's going to go on with airlines, you know, mm-hmm. and any company that put out bonds that went out of business, you know, that happens to bonds. That's not going to happen to this whole life contract because the insurance company is not going out of business. All right. Or at least my insurance company is not going out of business. So that's, that's, that's where you're building a safety net, you know, what, what I tend to run into with folks with children is like, I, I can't, I don't want to buy an insurance policy on my child. I can't picture my child, you know, buying something like that for, you know, for death. They keep thinking about the death of, of a child or, or anyone. You're not buying a policy for death whole life insurance is bought so that you can use the benefits of whole life insurance throughout the lifetime of that contract. All right Nobody's expecting you to die. You know, the life expectancy is for most people is around 85 and I think 83 for men now looking at this same policy for the two-year-old if you didn't pull out the money and they actually and they live to 85 which is probably be more because the two-year-old probably live longer by that time all right they live to 85 that policy will have 1 million and 62 thousand of cash value and the, and the death benefit will be 1.3 million dollars and that's what you have stopped paying you stop paying at 20 years old <laughs> you know so mm-hmm. that's the beauty of a life insurance policy now i remember on i was listened to one of your shows and um uh, remember which one of you said that you got a policy when you were 20 and i would look at that policy i mean if you're 30 you know that policy you know might have some cash value in it and it depends on who owns the policy because they control that policy if you as a parent decide i'm gonna buy this policy you know you can hold that policy until you pass you don't have to sign it over to the child. You could sign it over to them in your will. You know, you don't have to, you know, make them uh, owner of the policy. And in, in a sense, if you wanted to, you could use some of the uh, cash value to help yourself, and you'll still have death benefit for them. You know, down the road, so there's, there's ways of using it even as a retirement vehicle, so you can get an additional payment uh, out right. of it.
0: And I, and I think I, I wanted to get to that, but first, mm-hmm. while we're on the subject of the life insurance part, mm-hmm. so so it's my understanding that. You know, families like the Rockefellers and things like that have used, you know, this type of concept to, to build wealth as mm-hmm. well. Um, can you talk about that a little bit and how? Okay. That All right. Got... Well,
2: what, what, what the Rockefellers, what the Rockefellers, are now, as you know, the Rockefellers are one of the few families from that, uh, what I guess, industrial age mm-hmm. that still have money. Right. Because the Vanderbilt's don't have money. We go visit their house. It's owned by the Park Service. The Roosevelt's <laughs> don't have as much money. We go visit their house. It's owned by the Park Service. Carnegie Hall is not owned by Carnegies anymore, right? That's that's a public venue, right? That you, you, you go to. So but the Rockefellers, if you go to if you go to Tarrytown, New York, they have a big estate up there. If you go to if you go up to Maine, they have a big estate up there. And they have a ton of land in Westchester that, you know, they donated land to this to this county as a park, you know, they they just they just have so much they still have a lot of assets, right? So what they, what they did is that they they developed a trust system. And what the trust did is the trust would buy insurance on the family members because they're an insured interest. They buy insurance on the family member. And they usually would start with as a child, right? So they buy the insurance. If the person needed to, to start a business or they wanted money to do something, they would borrow against the policy to do that business. Once that business was successful and they got their money back, they would reuse that money to either create new businesses or buy additional insurance, right? So they continue to grow their bank of multiple policies, right? So you have let's say twenty, thirty policies and they're big policies. They're like million dollars, you know, two, three more four million dollar policies. So you can imagine the cash value in those policies. And oh by the way, if somebody passes, the trust gets all of that money, four million that they reinvest in policies, in new policies, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it just creates a, a circle of you creating more and more wealth. And it's, and it's secured wealth because it's through the insurance company, right? Again, it's like a bond. It's like, it's like creating bonds. And you have the ability to take out banks out of your process. You just go to the family and say, look, I have, I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And they say, like, oh, okay, we agree with that. And they give you the money. Oh, and by the way, they also insure you for that money, right? So, mm-hmm. so you get the money. You're successful. You pay them back. They're happy. They re, they re you know keep they keep that cycle going, and that keeps you know that keeps the bank available to the family members. You know, so so I my my thing is always I I always hear you know the one percent the one percent this the one percent that you know I want to be the, I want to I want to be on the path to the one percent. I want to be on the path to the one percent because they don't worry about food, they don't worry about shelter, they don't worry about transportation. They may not have, mm-hmm. be happy with taxes, but that's a small thing compared to the other three things okay. you know and there's no right. reason
0: why we can do that like on a smaller macro level
2: well you can you can start the process you know i mean you may not be able to do it in your generation like i might i'm not necessarily going to be able to have my in, w- in what i've done to get to the one percent this year or this in my lifetime but my my goal is to have my children have the ability to get there with mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. you know good financial decisions that i make you know because it's not hard it's not hard especially with the the amount of income that uh, that we have out there that everybody's not sh- struggling. There are people who are working, they work in a good company, they work in the city, they work, you know, that, that they have the ability to start a process that will push, push their family towards that goal, you know. So it's there. But go ahead, you had the question?
0: So I guess more of the trust concept, right? Mm-hmm. So not really just jumping right into the 1%, mm-hmm. but um, let's say if we weren't doing it for, you know, a million dollar policies, mm-hmm. if we were doing multiple hundred thousand dollar policies, right? We can still function with the same concept, which is a smaller pool of money.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can, you, 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 you a lot of people do a hundred thousand dollar policy, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's not going to have, it's not going to be a million dollars in, you know, sure. twenty thirty years, but it'll still be a lot of money. It'll still be mm-hmm. a considerable amount of money. So what you're looking at is you're creating the ability to finance your own endeavors, mm-hmm. right? So, could you picture if, if we we spent 100 dollars a month on your child from two years old, which you are gonna spend anyway on something else, you are gonna spend it on something <laughs> else, right? You are gonna do it, you know. And it, yeah. it, it may be the toy, or let's let's say you buy even on if you buy sneakers, clothes, candy. I mean, there's this stuff you spending one hundred dollars on every month on that child. it just happen- It's going to happen. You're not going to get around of it. But if you spent it on this, you know, in 20 years, you'll have a couple thousand, you'll, you know, you'll have tens of thousands of dollars, especially if you started $100,000, you are going to have money that you could use for them or let it ride. Mm-hmm. You could let it ride. Now you don't... This,
1: essentially, that's what I heard, Mo. Mm-hmm. I got to keep it real. It's like, I don't have a two-year-old yet. I don't have no kids. I don't have any kids yet. So mm-hmm. um, when I do, that $100 a month that you're talking about is... You know, essentially taking that time away from my life.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well,
1: investing it back to myself. Mm-hmm. Come 20 years down the road. Yeah, yeah. Right?
2: Well, but but you but you guys say you got to look at it that. Well, this, this is for kids. But as you, let's say you're now 20, you're 25, 30. If you're working, right mm-hmm. now, why would you want to do it? when you're working? You need you, the the goal should be to try to stop the clock on your rating as soon as possible. So mm-hmm. what you could do is you could you could start with what's called a yearly convertible term policy, just mm-hmm. so you snapshot your rating, because what you yeah. were, which how healthy you were at twenty to twenty five, is you're going to be less healthy between twenty five and thirty, and less healthy between thirty and thirty five,
1: you know, unless you're a great veg,
2: vegan person <laughs> and all that stuff, right? So,
0: no,
1: one hundred percent facts. Yes. <laughs> okay, are not the same. Uh, uh, you know, uh, credit to last episode. Yeah. This is all facts.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for, for instance, uh, uh, let's say like uh, I'm I'm going off a of last client. I think a a 35 year old uh, doing like a 250 yearly convertible term. We're talking less than twenty dollars a month, mm-hmm. right? Now you'll say, "Well, why do I want to do that?" I'm, you know, it's twenty dollars. It's because when you become fifty, like me. That same policy is two hundred and something you know, it's two hundred and something a month. That's not, not twenty dollars a month anymore, right? So right. but you keep the you keep the good rating. keep your good rating and you keep your ability to get insurance you know you you never know what happens you know covid made millions of people uninsurable because Mm -hmm. of the after effects i mean they may have recovered Mm -hmm. but the after effects are they're now uninsurable right but the but before in january 1 2020 they were insurable and they did not foresee covid coming into their lives and making them uninsurable and it doesn't matter until you actually go and try to get insurance right you'll you'll say oh you know, we're getting married. I'm just, I have a baby now. Let me go go insurance. And then you find out because you have a after effect of COVID that you had X amount of years ago, you're not insurable or your insurance rates are so high because of this after effect. So it's my job is to get people to realize that you need to act sooner rather than later. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, Mm -hmm. it's difficult sometimes for people to see, well, you know, I have time, I have time. Yeah, you may, and 99 percent of the time you have time (laughs) right but if you fall in that one percent right you know another thing that folks uh give folks a false sense of of security is you know a lot of us have great jobs and one of the perks is they give you life insurance so you're like well i have life insurance at work i don't you know i don't need to do nothing and i made that mistake that's another one of the most mistakes right i had when I worked at the the, the communications <laughs> that's, that's company, actually,
1: that's actually really good mo. You should you should like patent that. That's another one of mo mistakes. Mo mistakes. <laughs> mo mistakes Hashtag right. mo mistakes. Don't follow these. <laughs> right.
2: So I had almost eight hundred, seven hundred and fifty, or eight hundred in insurance through my company. Mm-hmm. But guess what? When I left my company, that insurance left with it. And, <laughs> and, you know, you know. So so. But and I I I did get one policy outside, but I got it so late. I didn't get. I don't say late in life, but I got it in my forties. So the rating I would have gotten in my twenties when I started there is not the same, right? So, so the the thing I say with people who have insurance through their job, take whatever is free, right? But anything that you were gonna pay extra for, over what was free, buy your own policy with that money because you are now snapshotting your rating in time and your ability to buy insurance. Well, as long as you have those policies going, right. Uh, another mistake I made is uh, not realizing the benefit of whole life. When I was 23, I was, you know, I'd worked for the the, the large communication company for four years and I was single. I had no children. I don't drink. I am not a person going to clubs. So I had, I saved. Uh, almost everything, right? I wasn't a car person. Well, I had I like cars, but I didn't have enough money to buy a real, real, real car. So, so I saved. I saved up a lot of money, and that company, you know, you could work a lot of overtime. I, I worked, I worked nonstop overtime almost. So I was able to to purchase the house. And what happened as a as a uh, condition of the mortgage, which was eight and a half percent at the time, right? So that just tells you how interest rates have dropped. Jesus, <laughs> and that was a good rate. Eight and a half percent was supposed to be a good rate, right? So I. Uh, I was told you're gonna have to you have to get mortgage insurance, which I did, and you said you have mm-hmm. to get an insurance policy to cover you in case you have some happens to cover the mortgage. So, I went to the guy. He was a MetLife agent, and he said, "Look, you can get a whole life policy, and it must have been like what, uh, $900 or whatever it was, $1,000, or you can get a term policy, a yearly convertible term, which was like $100 or something like that. It was much lower." so i i put a $100 one because i heard, i heard all my life you know you got to get term is better you know you got to uh, up to that point and i honestly did not have anybody who was familiar with insurance in my family that i spoke to right because when when somebody when some, when i give when i call somebody who doesn't know me right they're not viewing me as a trusted person but if 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 jamal speaks talks to Naldo and Naldo says, hey, you know, this is good. You're going to trust his opinion and you'll act on it. You could, you may act on it compared to somebody like me talking from the outside, right? So I had nobody like that. So I just said, well, I'll take the cheaper one. And the guy said, well, you know what you should do? You, c- you can convert this to the whole life down the road. And the, the story I tell about that policy, I paid that yearly convertible term policy for 20 Seven years. I ended it this year, <laughs> this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. right? And you know what I have for that? Zero. 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 Yeah. And had I had I and I and realized that into it, I could have afforded easily afforded the whole life policy, mm-hmm. right? At that rating, at that time, right? And that policy premium would have stayed the same, all the way to now. So now I would have had twenty well, maybe let's say let's say twenty four years of a whole life policy along with all its cash value. Along with its dividends today that I could say, Hey, I wanna borrow this or I wanna use that, right? But I didn't mm-hmm. have that. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's a major problem mm-hmm. with, you know, people of our community mm-hmm. is that we look at what's mandatory and we do the very least to save yeah. a buck now. And we mm-hmm. don't understand that long term, you know, what the actual value or the residuals that come with, you know, just spending a little more now can get you a lot more later. So Investment we're is hard for yeah.
1: somebody that's that's living paycheck to paycheck, sure. man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it, I, I see the mentality, man. But like, you know, when you listen to Mo's mistakes, we're going to have to brand that. Mo, we're going to have to brand that. We're going to brand. But when you listen to Mo's mistakes, it's uh, almost just like <laughs> <no
2: mistakes. laughs> that is a good one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that, like more no
1: Mo mistakes. mistakes because because no you want to get, you want to get. Mo Money. Yeah. No more mistakes. dropping these things, yeah. right? No more mistakes for Mo Money. Yeah. Mo
2: Mo money. money. That's it.
1: That's the name of the episode, mm-hmm. Mo Money. Mo <laughs> Money. The- Y'all, that's the name of the episode, man. Yeah, Mo Money. <laughs> Mo
2: Money. So that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. when you're young, you don't see that possibility in front of you as easily as you do. When you look back, you're like, dang, I could have done this. I could have done that. i done it. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a quick story. When I started investing, I uh, I initially bought a bunch of stocks. I bought Home Depot, Johnson Johnson, AOL at the time. Uh, I bought, uh, and I bought I bought a small company that sold books called Amazon. And I had about <laughs> twenty shares of Amazon, which I paid about twenty dollars, twenty thirty dollars for, right? Mm-hmm. And I bought it because my wife said Amazon is good because they sell books. All right now the mistake I, <laughs> the mistake i made is am i am honestly i'm a visual person so i will watch a documentary on public television and i learn a hundred percent more than me reading the about the same thing in a book right so i'm that's me mm-hmm. that's more of my way of learning so or listening to it our audio book would be good for me but i did never understood amazon and at the time amazon was running in place for a long time right so and i didn't realize amazon I don't know if it had the business at the time, but I didn't realize they had the uh, the cloud business or started the cloud business, which is really where they make their money, not necessarily the retail side. Uh, and I eventually sold at Amazon. I didn't lose any money, but I didn't make a ton of money, right? So, you know, if you do the quick math, so let's say I, ha- I believe I had 20 shares and I paid about, let's say $25. But let's say, let's say they were $30 a share, right? So I paid $600 for it, right? So... 20 shares. I think Amazon is. I think it's 3,200 right now. So my $600, you know, is worth $64,000 today, which is oh. it's it's years past right? 20 years old, but that's that's the value of investing and keeping compared to, in in a sense, day trading or going back and forth or not understanding what you're investing in. So sometimes, yeah. uh, if you're an expert in a field or you are if you know people you're better off investing in stuff you understand because then you're more likely to stay in it rather than mm-hmm. under investing in stuff you don't know if you don't understand it you need to go understand it you need to go and do research and understand it because that's that's why people who invest in the stock market that's why they get the money they get and that's why mm-hmm. they spend the hours they spend you know it's mm-hmm. it's there are going to always be people who are going to pick good stocks and they're going to make money right but right. But the majority of us that pick these stocks don't put in the additional time to look at balance sheets, to look at what business those companies are in, and is this really a good investment long term, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so you got to, if you're willing, if you're going to start these accounts or you're going to start investing in these stocks, you need to know, you're going to have to put in the time to analyze these stocks that you're putting your money in, right? Mm-hmm. and uh and and it's not a bad thing to pay somebody to do that because you're 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 then saying i'm going to give you x amount of dollars my expectation is that i have a return now you may not get you know a 25% return but most most companies are looking to give you 6 to 7% return right or 5 to 7% on average over the years right which will increase the value of your money over time it, it may not sound great but The turtle always wins the race, right? The the rabbit and the hare. The turtle usually wins. Mm -hmm. The rabbit may win Mm -hmm. sometimes, but the turtle it'll get there, and you'll still have Mm -hmm. the value. It's
0: funny you say that, right? (laughs) Because when the whole Colin Kaepernick thing happened, Mm -hmm. and you know Nike decided that you know they were they were going to give him an endorsement deal, and all all these people were selling stocks, selling stocks, and. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there was a movement to kind of like buy these stocks back to support Colin Kaepernick and the whole Nike thing. Mm-hmm. I bought shares of Nike. And from, I want to say, what was that maybe like 2017, 18 to now, mm-hmm. like I've gotten like a 12% return mm-hmm. in that time. So I'm like, damn, like I should have bought <laughs> more stock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I wish I would have committed a little more to it. <laughs> right, But I think one of the biggest things for me, that I'm afraid of long-term is going into retirement and running out of money. Mm. All right? Because you see it a lot, um, particularly with, you know, people of color you know, they retire when they're supposed to retire quote unquote and you know, they want to go and like, you know, live uh, and not have to work. And then they run out of money <laughs> because you know, they, they outlive their life expectancy and then they end up working at McDonald's or Walmart or, you know what I mean? And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be one of those people, right? So, what advice do you have um, that could potentially, um, that we could start now that could potentially prevent something like that long-term in the future?
2: Okay. Well, what, what, like, when when I, when I retired from the big V, I went to probably six financial advisors, which were all people that were working with people that were retiring at the time because there was a lot of us that left at the same time. And, uh, a number of them said you're going to run out of money around age 85, right? Because the, the the thing with investing in the market, once you are not contributing to it and you're withdrawing, unless your gains are beating your withdrawals, you're slowly diminishing that amount of money, right? And as you get older, the amount of money you need to do the same things increases, right? So you're not going to continue to take 60 every year. It's going to go from 60 to 61, 62. It's going to start, you know, going up. So they they would say that and. Any advisor that didn't say that, I immediately ignored them. I they were out of the picture, right? So, I eventually picked one that did say that, and uh, and I always wondered, well, how are you going? Because I, I felt that they were telling you know telling me the whole truth, right? And I'm I'm not talking you're gonna run out now. You're gonna run out like in your 80s, right? So I always wondered, well, how is there any other way that you can create like lifetime income that's guaranteed to be lifetime income, you know? And there is a way. And it, is, and it is usually not spoken of outside of insurance companies. I mean, it's available, but they are not going to push it. And that is an annuity. An annuity acts like a pension. You contribute to the annuity. Some annuity you can contribute, like from right now. Like there's certain annuities offered through my company that you can start contributing right now. And you can contribute every year until you decide, let's say you're 65. You say, you know what? I want... I want you guys to pay me now. And from excuse me, and from that period on, the life insurance company is going to pay you until you until you leave town, right? And if you and the, based on how you set it up, if you have any excess, it'll go to your beneficiary.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Mo. Can you emphasize what "leave town" means? <laughs> leave
2: town <laughs> means you have done your final sign off. There are no more not a Best podcast. That will be the end. The last sign off. However you want
1: to say it. Uh, oh man. I, I love I love the, the, the way you delicately put that. And, like just glazed <laughs> over it a little bit. It's like, you know, and when you want uh, <clears throat> leave town, uh, yes, yes. that's funny. That's funny. Yes. But that's
2: but good. that that is a way of creating lifetime income. So what some people do is that let's say let's say you have uh 401k. A guy who's very uh into this the lifetime income is a guy named Ed Slot. Now Ed Slot has a for-profit business, but he also is on ch- on a lot of public television around their uh, fundraising. And he does like he does like a, a, a condensed version of his seminar, you know, because I I, I looked to sign up for one of his seminars. It was like two thousand dollars to do it. But he uh, he focuses on lifetime sources of income and tax-free sources of income in retirement, because when you get older, taxes hurt you. Unexpected extended care will hurt you. Uh, which would read that long-term care from some kind of disability or uh, maybe Alzheimer's dementia. You fall and broke your back, something you know, anything like that that happens. Those are the things that eat at your nest egg, right? So uh, what he focuses on is the Roth IRA, which is a is a vehicle that allows you to build tax-free income down the road. Uh, and what he also likes to do is invest a Roth in an annuity, so a an annuity that's a Roth IRA, a Roth IRA. So that means that annuity not only is it paying you for life, it's paying you for life tax-free, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's where you, uh, you'd like to go, and the earlier you start something like that, let's say uh if you if you're working now, you you have five hundred dollars, you can start a Roth annuity, five hundred dollars, you pay a hundred dollars a month, and if you're thirty-five, you're going to 60 65 you got thirty years, it's gonna make money, and then when you're done. All that money, when it pays you back, is tax-free, and you have. I think you have. You can put it up to six thousand if you're under fifty-five, or under fifty-nine and a half. I'm just gonna be under fifty, under fifty. If you're over fifty, it's seven thousand. That's for a, a Roth IRA outside of okay. your companies. So, so what? So that's a way of creating lifetime income in retirement. Now, that doesn't mean you should put everything in an annuity. But you could, it should be a portion of your of your investments, right? You have some in the market, you have some in an annuity. You could even use a life insurance for a portion, because so you can create income in retirement from a life insurance policy, also, you know. And uh, that's that's the way you, you make it a, a three-legged stool, so that you're getting income from different sources. Oh, and and I, you know what I did mention? Social Security will be Social there. Security. It may not be big, <laughs> but it'll be there at some in you know, in some form. Down the road too, right. Hopefully. Yeah. it'll right. be there. It'll right. be there. Right. They're not gonna let that go away. It might not be yeah. as good a benefit as it is now, but it'll be there. Some yeah. some some form.
0: That's definitely what's really important, man. Is really diversifying um, mm-hmm. your income streams, like as you get older. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know, investing is real. In real estate is really big right now. That's what everybody wants to do. Everybody wants to get mm-hmm. income properties to make sure that you know they they're having that rental income. So you have something like that going on. I mean, even if you're not doing it on a large scale, I mm-hmm. mean, I always you know suggest at least. Looking into that and, and doing what you can to kind of you know, because that's always going to be income, especially if you're doing it in you know good neighborhoods. Then you have you know the insurance products, then mm-hmm. you have your four hundred one k, then you have the IRA, and then you have Social Security, and you know you turn that into like a five legged uh, mm-hmm. you know income stream, <laughs> and then you, know, and then you have
1: weird to, weird ass stool. Yeah, well, I mean, it, listen, five legs of support
0: is better than three. Right. Right? Yeah, once it doesn't right. fall over, right? It has yeah, to stay upright. That, It's 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 gonna be hard to fall over with five legs. Uh, So,
2: (laughs) yeah, the the real real estate is is, I I tried real estate, uh, Mm. but I think I went left instead of right again. Another mo mistake, I went Mm. to I got a rooming house (laughs) instead Mm. of a. I had a choice of a rooming house, or a, uh, multifamily, multifamily house, and I didn't choose the multifamily house because. It was in the flight path of JFK, and I did not think it would be okay. Era, because the Rubin House got hammered with city violations, and you know I end up I end up letting that go, and I'm not selling it, letting it go. Okay, so uh, had I done the other thing, I probably still would have that house today. To date, however, I believe I believe that where that property was, I'm sure it got flooded around Sandy, but it was it was a high up house. So uh, yeah. the first floor might have got damaged, but the the majority of the house, the second and first, second floor was up high. So, you know, it wasn't really mm. like on the ground level. So, uh, but, uh, you know, that probably would have been a better uh, decision. And, you know, houses in that neighborhood, I think at the time were, that house went for like 240. I think right now houses in that neighborhood are like 800,000 now. Yeah. So, so yeah. like real estate is always, if you can do it and you have the ability to manage the tenants, fix stuff or create a system of getting stuff repaired. And I know I I believe uh, I'm not an expert there, but uh, you know, you, it's a good way to create another income stream, you know, that, you know, could perpetually grow and grow and grow. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, while we're on the subject, I do Mm -hmm. want to give a quick shout out uh, to Ricardo, Ricardo Henry, uh, who started the Freedom Academy, Mm -hmm. uh, which which is, is, is teaching people financial freedom through real estate um you know i think they had a seminar this weekend and i saw it on instagram and um it's a, it's a beautiful thing man you know he started all these llcs for these young people mm-hmm. uh, so they can go out and start you know um investing in real estate so i think that was awesome man so i wanted to hit, give him a quick shout out um so moment uh break us down you know uh, how can we get in contact with you if, if we need to all
2: right well we want to my uh my email address is uh I'm going to use my... I'll give you a personal email address because my, my job email address is kind of hard to uh, to uh, to write out, but it's my personal email address hold, is... Hold mid- on, hold
1: on, hold on, hmm? ma, hold on. Ma. I'm letting you know right now, we got 500 streamers, dude. Yeah, I'm close <laughs> to 600 now. We close to 600 yeah. streamers. You won't put your personal info out here. You might get flooded, man. Just <laughs> all right. Just I, I have you know. more
2: than one email address. So it's, it's uh, just
1: checking, it, man, because you, yo, listen. Hey, guys, uh, uh, followers, yo, cool it, all right? Cool it. Cool it. All right, I'm sorry, Ma, you right. got it,
2: man. So, so, uh, I am, I am licensed in a number of states like, uh, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Texas, Georgia, and Florida. Soon, and soon Virginia, Virginia, because I have a client that moved to Virginia. Uh, they, so,
0: they need insurance in Florida. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Florida, Florida is Florida is what Florida is
0: you know Yeah, is Nol- so, Nol- Florida so we like to get the below I, I
1: heard I heard being from Florida is almost like a pre-existing condition yeah so yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you know what Being
2: from Florida means you don't pay state income tax, which is mm. uh, it's like a pay increase on its own right mm-hmm. so yeah so for all the Florida and Texas people, that's that's one of the benefits of being in those states. Anyway, uh, so for you guys. Anyway, so my the, yeah. the email I would give you is uh, it's a Conlan C O N L A N dot M O E at gmail.com. So it's a Conlan C O N L A N dot M O E at gmail.com. and the uh a phone number would be uh eight four five three three five seven nine zero eight i'll say it again is that eight four five three three five seven nine zero eight all right so those you know that's the way to contact me uh but uh i would i would say that we touched on some stuff it's uh it's i don't i think this is something that is an ongoing thing. It's, it's, uh, you're never going to get all the information in one hour, <laughs> or, or, you know, mm-hmm. one, one quick, one quick time frame. So I would hope to come back at some point and maybe we'd discuss retirement planning or, you know, you sectionalize it into different things because you could really spend a lot of time on, uh, each individual part of the, uh, financial services opportunity. There's
1: a lot of information oh, yeah, today, man. I, I I got some takeaways, man. <laughs> First and foremost, Mo 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 had a little flex about his job earlier. I don't know if y'all heard. He was like, "Listen, but my company's never going away." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, nah, we here to stay, baby." What, Second Mo, you're, you're 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 fifty, dude. Did you say you're? 50? I am fifty. I am fifty years old. Get out of here, dude. Hey, listen, man. God bless you. <laughs> like, you know, I could only hope and pray that I, I could I could I could do it as well as you're doing it, man. For real. Uh, thirdly, I think I found a name for my son or my future daughter, which is going to be Bank of Reg, because <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, you know, if I'm going to be spending a hundred dollars on on uh, Similac of diapers, I might as well put another hundred aside for myself, right? Oh my so, God. like, that's that's great info right there. But but re- real- I'm, real- suck, I'm sorry, suck twenty years out of my life. I'm going to get something back.
2: <laughs> but realize, even for even for you know even for yourself you know you could still spend the same hundred dollars and do the same thing for yourself you know you don't have mm-hmm. to be a kid and you could also do a yeah. policy that pays off and that same policy could be used to create income in mm-hmm. retirement again tax-free money and that's right. what it's that's what I you just, want to look at
1: bank of wretch is going to be one of those legs
2: on the stool <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, there is a book on it on the Rockefellers. what would the Rockefellers, what would the Rockefellers do, Rockefellers do? It's mm-hmm. by uh, Garrett B Gunderson and he, he discusses how they did it you know it's a short short read it's not a big 150 pages it's not and it's not written in like it's not it's normal type <laughs> so, uh, so it's, yeah. it's a quick read it's, not, it's a quick read it's not fine print you know, right, it's right. a quick <laughs> read and I don't th- it's not you know it's not hard to understand uh, and you know they, they, they didn't do nothing rocket science they just they realized that uh, you know their wealth was going to disappear. Primarily, a, a lot of those families primarily lost their wealth due to taxes. You know, because the the tax rates in the past uh, are uh, were a lot higher than they are today. Today's tax rates are some of the lowest that they have been uh, in quite a while. And although folks have paid more taxes net, right? Net taxes in my part of the country, which is New York, New Jersey area, we are paying net more taxes because we lost some deductions that mm-hmm. helped us on our taxes, right? And uh, But mm-hmm. the tax rate is lower, right? But the, the deductions that we lost causes us to pay more taxes. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just uh, one last thing I would say. One last thing I would say. If you have a 401k and you are investing in your 401k today, a lot of people are investing in what's called the deferred for the for the reason that I'm going to defer the taxes and I'm going to get a little bit more of my paycheck. But what i going back to what I just said, these are the lowest tax rates right now that have been in a while. So you should, I would consider, I would consider if you have the ability to invest in a Roth through your 401k, do that, do that, move mm-hmm. that money or, or new money to the Roth. You might not be able to move existing money, but move new money that you're putting into your Roth side of those accounts uh, so that you're building up tax-free money because taxes in the future are unknown. But what we do mm-hmm. know is that we just borrowed what two two trillion and they're trying to throw another or two or three trillion and they're trying to throw another trillion on there. Sooner or later, you got to pay that back. That's borrowed money, right? So, you know, you got, I, I've, I've heard. I'm not really, I don't get into political, but I've heard that, you know, we're going to tax people over 400000 which is probably going to happen, whoever's in office, and uh, we're going to tax uh, the stock market transactions. Uh, realize that in the stock market, 75% of the accounts or the transactions are not taxable. They are in Roth 401k IRA accounts. They don't pay taxes. So you're mm-hmm. talking about, you're, you're really focused on 25% of the market, right? So those are the retail, if you have a retail brokerage account and you sell and you have a gain, you're paying taxes. But most of those accounts are not that way. So so you're not going to get as much, I mean, people think, oh, we're going to we're gonna tax them and we're going to get money. Yeah, you're getting money from 25%, right? So, you know, just, you know, just like, again, you got to investigate what people are saying, because sometimes it sounds good, but I mean, I get the bang you're thinking you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, that's a big thing. Move move money to Roth if you are starting investing, or you have the ability to open a Roth account outside of your company. Do that. Uh, if you don't want to m- manage your own investments, uh, you can do two things. You can invest in index funds, or you can open it with a company that will manage it for you.
0: Is that is that similar to like a mutual fund or like?
2: Uh, well, index index funds are ETF index funds or ETFs that that follow an index uh uh-huh. what they do is uh they invest in a basket of stocks like let's say right. you invest in the P 500 index it's a basket of companies and it's it's set up in a each company has a certain weight and the, and this this fund will buy that amount of stock of each company you know every year to keep the same weighting mm-hmm. so it's low cost it's essentially uh mindless it doesn't pick winners or losers it just invests based on the weighting, and you'll basically follow the market so if you if you if you want to do free investing and you're not really a monitor of stocks then i would say invest in like etfs that invest in different indexes maybe uh, the Mm s&p maybe the russell or a mid-cap index mid-cap would be like smaller companies but just stick to indexes because those are not there's nobody picking the stocks there and at low cost if you're if you're not if you're concerned with what type of stocks to pick, then you would invest in somebody like you know with like a New York Life, who they'll manage the account, they'll rebalance it if it's it's too weighted in one thing or another. You know that's where you're going to pay for that. You know so it's not bad to pay. Just remember it's it's not. I mean people <laughs> like not. to save money to the hilt, yeah, but sometimes it's not bad to pay, and just you get a better you might get a better result. You might not sometimes you get you know if you pick the wrong group you might not get the good result but usually you'll get a better result if you have the professionals who that's what they do every day they get up and they spend hours going over these stocks if you know if you're not going to do that but the average long term they go up they don't go up like Mm -hmm. yeah like this year in march i think the s p lost 50 percent of its value in march however if you had decided if you had cash on the side, he said, you know what, I'm going to enter the market. And you may have done this not knowing. You may have just entered the market, right? <laughs> not knowing. And and now you're up 50% already. You're like, wow, this is great. I can do this all the time. <laughs> you know, but that's mm-hmm. just this year. This year, you're going to have your ups and downs. Your goal is to get around 6 5 to 7%, right? Every, uh, on an average consistently you're going to have your years where you're at 25 you're going to have your years where you're negative but you want to average out on the, on that upward trajectory and uh, there's you know it's, it's not hard to do especially if you have a long time horizon If the longer your time horizon the easier it is to accomplish you know if you're 62 your time horizon is short so you're not going to be able to absorb hits so you're going to invest a whole lot more conservatively so your returns are going to be small your returns might be through the three to four percent you know or less or even less but you want to keep the money more than have the time you don't have the time necessarily for it to grow like that (laughs) very good man
0: very good once again thank you for 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 joining us today no no problem love to have you back obviously to talk about more things including you know the retirement Mm -hmm. portion of it so ladies and gentlemen Mm -hmm. conlin mo
1: yeah insert applause there you go (laughs) <laughs> there you
0: go. There you go. Oh, oh, we, oh my we're goodness. professionals. Oh, my God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's the podcast. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to share. See you guys next time.
1: Don't make no moments worse.